morning, and thank you for joining us for episode four of AM Chamber Chats, a production of the Helena Area Chamber of Commerce. I am your host, Amanda Mulcahy. We would also like to thank Ryan Stavnis from Exit Realty Helena for sponsoring our podcast. For access to his mobile business card, text Exit with Ryan to 85377. Today's guest is a founder, CEO, and guide of Barta Business Group, based right here in Helena and as well as in Denver, Colorado. With over 30 years of business experience, he has learned that many business owners are wonderful at their craft, but struggle with their financials, which is why he is here to talk about succession planning for business owners, as well as any financial challenges they may face, and he has some resources and tips to help out with that. I want to welcome Dean Barda. Well, thank you, Amanda, for inviting me in, and uh, you know, it's a, it's always a great opportunity for me to educate when it comes to, you know, bookkeeping, CFO level type services, uh, because being a small business owner is tough enough. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've yet in my career have uh, met a business owner that their favorite thing about business was actually working on their, their financials. Um, they, they want to know what financials are, but you know, they'd rather, you know, go to the dentist. I owned a small business and that was my least favorite part of doing it. It's like, you want to know your numbers, you want to know how you're doing and you want to know where you're able to go, but actually putting the legwork in and doing the financials and, you know, understanding them fully is like the last thing you kind of want to do when you just want to sell products or sell services or promote. And that is entirely normal. Uh, like I said, I've never met a business owner that put bookkeeping as their, their number one priority. And, and even I, <laughs> don't like doing my own bookkeeping sometimes for my, my company. So I'd rather work on many other things in the company too. But it's one of those necessary uh, items that uh, you know every business owner should focus on. Oh, absolutely. Super necessary. So tell our listeners a little bit about your background. What is you know, Barta Business Group? What do you do and where did you come from? Yeah, uh, well, I actually grew up in the Lewistown area. And in 92, moved to, to Colorado and uh, was in Colorado for 30 years. And my wife and I moved uh, to Helena in September 1, actually, uh, 2022. And in between all that time, I worked in the skiing industry and the summer resort business, and also uh, was a general manager of an adventure travel company in Boulder, Colorado for 11 years. And then I also owned my own company uh, in travel. With this, I got a lot of exposure to many different businesses and the people on my team, uh, I've got a team of four, you know, we call ourselves accounting guides. Taking a page out of my, my travel <laughs> background is really our guiding business owners in kind of going through that, you know, guiding them through adventures of business. My team is unique in that we are very experienced. The youngest person are about 35 years of experience. So, uh, or as we like to say, is uh, accounting is black and white, but we're gray. So, <laughs> so or, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're in um, cowboy country too. It's not our first rodeo. It's, uh, there's not much that, that surprises us when it comes to businesses. So, uh, so we work with a variety of businesses and that's from construction companies to nonprofits uh, to the you know, up and coming, you know, brand new businesses to businesses that have been established for decades. 
and uh, but we're we're really here to help, and that's what's you know kind of sets us apart is we we have an emotional investment in our clients' success, and uh, you're not just another number. It's like and that's what's important to us because you know you're not just a business owner. You have your personal life, you have your health to look at. So helping guide business owners in all those aspects, you know, can really be the helping hand they need. Yeah, absolutely. So you said guide. So you were, like you said, an adventure guide, which is awesome. And now you're guiding people. You said a quote earlier, and I don't want to say it because I'll butcher it, about guiding entrepreneurs. Yeah, we, yeah, we're guiding entrepreneurs through the adventures of business. I've been a wilderness first responder for 23 years and recertify every two years. And a lot of those uh, same aspects, even when I was in search and rescue, is really a similar process when it works with businesses. Is, you know, every business is different and we come in and say, okay, what are your issues and how can we help? And then we can also tailor what you need, you know, based on, okay, these are the top priorities, but hey, have you this that you might not have noticed before so it's you know having those that external set of eyes on your accounting and your operations can be really helpful and it's nice that you kind of bring in that it's more of a partnership almost right versus you just being a hired hand into helping them because people's businesses you know are their livelihood and so that's nice to have a partner to guide you through your financials versus just someone you met on the internet well, right. And, you know, has, you know, a similar value set as probably you do. One of the best crystal balls that any business owner, if they're not doing it already, is doing a cash flow forecast. As the old saying in business is cash is king. And you could be a profitable business, but if you have, and most business owners know this, it's like, hey, if you have peaks and valleys and you have peaks and valleys when it comes to cash and if you know what's going to come at you, hence the cash flow forecasting, boy, you know, we've helped businesses actually through COVID where early on in COVID, we were recommending, hey, you have your line of credit, draw down on that line of credit because that $75,000 or $100,000, you're going to need this because this is not a short-term thing. And those businesses are still in business right now. And we hadn't been advised in that area, you know, it, it may not have made it, you know, and they were able to be proactive about it. And so we were really work hand in hand with uh, commercial bankers and, and commercial bankers have clients that, you know, really could use you know, a little bit more cash flow or they, they have a business that comes in and says, hey, I want to buy this, you know, property or equipment and having solid financials and that, you know, pass the test of anybody. I've read a lot of articles. I don't say books. I read the books, but I've read a lot of articles and I've listened to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks on cash flow and how that's always like the number one struggle and problem with businesses, how to analyze it or how to, to generate it. Do you have anything that you've seen that is, I guess, a tip or a resource or, you know, anything a business is looking to kind of get their cash flow on track? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, one of them is, uh, and this is just something I've seen throughout businesses, is we could probably get into the psychology of this, which would be another podcast in itself. 
but I see a lot of businesses that, boy, they are so make sure that their vendors are paid, but they have an accounts receivable that is in the hundreds of thousands and they're, they're not pushing hard to collect on the money that's due to them, whether it's a service or a product and cash flow is, hey, collect that money. You know, in fact, we just had an organization uh, here just a month ago that they were running short of cash and, you know, they had $75,000 worth of accounts receivable to collect. And we're like, collect that, do that now. And like, wow, it was amazing. So, so it's looking at that because, I mean, we, we look at how, you know, cost savings and stuff like that, but most businesses are running pretty lean. The other, and I mentioned it earlier, is about that line of credit. And you get a line of credit for your business when business is good. Because that, and so you get that $100,000, you know, or it might be even, you know, $10,000. But you have that sitting ready for when things are bad. Uh, because if you're, you try to get a line of credit when things are bad, guess what? <laughs> it doesn't give you as many options. So uh, have that line of credit because that line of credit is, you know, let's say you need $10,000 to get through that certain month. Um, and let's say you had to buy a piece of equipment and you had to pay for it in cash, but you might not have had enough cash, you know, it was really lean, then that gets you through that and that whatever, you know, hundreds of dollars in, in uh, interest is it, going to be small price to pay. Yeah, we have a lot of businesses that, that come to us that, yeah, they're, they're profitable at the year end, but they're also have to know when, you know, hey, they have three months out of the year or sometimes it's, it's longer than that, that, you know, they don't have a great cash flow. And, and that's normal. I mean, and, you know, there's some businesses do have that, you know, great cash flow all the time or the way their business model is set up, that they're getting advanced payments. But that also is another, hey, you got to track those advanced payments. Once again, it's an external set of professional eyes yeah. to say, hey, you know, or as I use a football terminology sometimes is we're that prized left tackle in football. It's like, we're here to protect your blind side. <laughs> so, so you can quarterback the team, you can quarterback your company. That's a great analogy. I love that. I love that analogy. You know, another thing I've used uh, actually, uh, because I use sports analogies, yeah. is um, even new business owners, when I'm talking about balance sheet and income statement, sometimes that, you know, like, it, it's like I'm talking, you know, a foreign language. So the easiest way I've found to communicate is think of it as a sports team. So since I was in Colorado, I'm going to use the Denver Broncos. Is So the income statement is your win-loss record for one season, right? And balance sheet is the win-loss record of the organization. So buying a business or if you're selling your own business, in fact, I was just on a call this morning about a person who's in the process of buying a business and was he was actually looking for, hey, can you do a three-month forecast on a business that's new to me? And I said, hey, we want to have three years of financials on a monthly basis. But I said, I'm really interested in the balance sheet because that tells me the health of the company. Businesses. Yeah. So that, that kind of leads into what you mentioned earlier about bookkeeping fraud. So... You have to have cash flow, obviously, and then you kind of have these businesses, and I'm sure this is kind of where you come in a lot of the time, possibly, is you have these businesses that 
they're doing it in-house themselves, right? They're using QuickBooks themselves or they're using paper and pencil still. I've seen those businesses that still do that. Um, and they're having you know, their daughter or cousin or granddaughter, someone that's not maybe a professional um, or has as much experience in their bookkeeping, but they're scared to kind of release it to somebody else because of bookkeeping fraud, right? You see all these different, you know, small businesses that say, well, you know what, their bookkeeper stole all this money from them or whatever it is. And so what is your point of view on bookkeeping fraud and what is your tips and, um, you know, your resources and what you do to be able to avoid that? Yeah, you know, it pains me every time I see an article. I mean, there was one recently about a business in Great Falls that, you know, a bookkeeper had been there years and basically writing checks from the business to pay their own personal property taxes. But the business didn't find out this information until they went to sell the business. And through the due diligence, the the new business owner found it due diligence. Now, now, isn't that embarrassing? (laughs) So yes, we actually have a whole program that we just started and we call it the AIM program. So AIM to prevent uh, bookkeeping fraud. And what the A is, is to, is you bring in somebody like a professional like us to assess and audit the financials. So we can find things very quickly on, hey, where are you at? Like, where's your point A? You know, if even if you're traveling, you know, I don't care if it's cross country or walking on a trail, you got to know your point A and you got to know your point B, right? So A is assessing and audit your financials. The I of the AIM program is initiate internal controls or you have internal controls because if there is something going on and most business owners they either suspect because business owners are tuned in but they're also tuned into so many other things in their business and but internal controls will be that you know if anybody's stealing any any money uh and then the m is to manager and monitor those internal controls so that's the aim program aim and with that, I did this, I had a client here about three years ago, that construction company, and, and they had an office manager that their compensation one year was about 37000 and then year two, it was 130000 And I used all those techniques, audited, you know, assessed the financials, you know, internal controls, and put the squeeze on them. It really pains me because business it's hard enough running the business yeah. <laughs> and, and and generally and i've mentioned this in other circles there's been more investment and in fraud in small businesses than all of corporate America. and it, it's it's ten thousand dollars here fifty thousand there hundred fifty thousand there and and it happens in in city government as well you know, it can be treasurers city clerks all that so my team and I, we, we've all worked with that where we've got people you know, stealing before. And uh, and really, business owners, they, they kind of breathe a sigh of relief that, um, you know, that, hey, okay, things are okay. But it's generally, like you mentioned, you know, your cousin or wife or, you know, husband or whoever is working on the books. Yeah, and I think that's so hard as a small business owner because that's, I mean, a whole other topic, but letting go of the reins, right? Being able to delegate and especially right. delegate outside of your little group that you trust. Um, and so being able to find a business that wants to be a 
partner with you in financials because nobody wants to let go of their money. <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants somebody else in their money. I think that's awesome that you can, like you said, the morals that you have and the characteristics and the you know values that you have with your business to be able to share with the small business and create a partnership. Well, and you, you too, you mentioned trust. Trusted that can be solutions is one of our marketing taglines. And, you know, that's really important because I will assure you there are business owners out there that their spouses don't know what's going on in their businesses. But, but a consultant like I do, I know I, I do. And because it's really an intimate conversation. All the emotions can come up for people that, you know, shame or whatever. They're like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, you got to get past that. We just work on solutions to get you past this hurdle, whatever it might be. You know, another sports analogy I've used before is if someone's like, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know if I'm making, you know, if I'm profitable or not. That's, that's you know, a terrible feeling for any business owner. So that business owner is like, imagine that they were going to a football game and they finish the game. Their friends say, well, who won the game? And they're like, I don't know. And you're like, what do you mean you don't know? Well, I don't, what's the score of the game? I don't know what the score of the game is. That's what it feels like when a business owner doesn't know their financials. You don't know what the score the game is. You don't know if it's a win or a loss. You don't know by how much. Once again, it's a terrible feeling. I mean, this kind of stuff keeps people up at night. <laughs> it does. It does. Absolutely. And so like you said, kind of assessing the situation, that kind of leads into succession planning. Um, so if you can let our listeners know what is succession planning, because I know a lot of businesses don't even know what that is or where to start. Well, succession planning is, you know, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into this business. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if it's been three years, three months, or 30 years, is how we talk about succession planning almost in, sometimes even the first conversation. And so succession planning is, is what's, what's, what's next after you, you know, either want to sell the business or, you know, pass it on. What's your plan? George Dillette once told me this advice. He said, you start at the end, work back. So succession planning is, you know, my first question, what's your end goal? Well, you know, I want to, you know, I want to pass this on to my daughter. I want her to run the company and she's interested. She's engaged with the company. Good. Okay. So, or I want to sell it. Or if she doesn't want to, I'm going to sell it. Well, you know, similar planning really is you want to make sure your, your business is in order and you set it up so that it is easy for someone to step in. And the example I use is, let's say you have Joe's plan, okay, and Joe's worked 30 years, and and everybody knows you. And we always use you, you know. Well, um, what happens if Joe goes to sell this business after doing this for 30 years? And, and people are like, well, I work with Joe, and, and he's not going to do it. Well, why would I, why would I use you, you know, if Joe's not going to be involved? Well, essentially his business is worth almost nothing. Because if Joe's not involved, so what, you know, and I've seen this with an electrician that we consulted to, um, is he brought in people. He had about, about four bands and about six electricians. And because the reason he built that that way is he had an event. He actually injured his hand severely where he couldn't use it. Well, as an electrician, you know, it's all about working with your hands. <laughs> and so he had the knowledge. So he was forced to you know run his business well it was so easy then 
when he sold his business here about a year and a half ago, because it was easy for someone else to step in. Mm -hmm. So, and it's also easy for, you know, when you go sell the business and this is, you know, if you're working with, if people are working with a business broker, they're going to ask the same thing. They're like, Hey, are your financials in order? What, how is it, how is this an easy business to sell? Um, and make it easy for someone to be successful in it. And, uh, and, and that works also if, if business owners were going to buy a business, of course, you're going to say, Hey, how can I integrate this with my current business? Or like the person I was talking to this morning, he's not been a business owner before, but he wants to make sure that, Hey, I want to be able to step in. It will run, you know, pretty well without me. And there won't be a drop in business. Yeah. I, I had a manager a long time ago in college and she told me that and it was just about my position, but I think it, it goes for a position, whether you're manager, owner, assistant, or business owner, huge. I think that your business or what you're doing should be like a book. It's like if you left one day, like yep. out of the blue, you know, someone should be able to come, like you said, come in and be able to take over with not so much hardship and not, you know, so many challenges. Right. And, and, and really that's the key with any kind of financial information, you know, you, the business is, you should be able to mark any 365 days a year if your business stopped. And I, I for a business during 9-11, going back 20 plus years, that, you know, cash flow stopped the next day. And this was in the travel business, obviously, there were no flights, you know, things like that. And you get to know how well your business has cash flow or doesn't in a hurry. And it, so you should be able to mark in time say, okay, where would we be at if things stop? And do we have all of our financials in order, in order to, to do that? Or when it comes to succession planning is, uh, another question about that is, when do you plan on, you know, are you going to sell in six months? Or if you're going to sell in three years, oh, even better. Because if it's three years, then it's like, okay, let's get them in order so that you have got, you know, great financials. Most businesses go back about three years. So you want to make sure those financials are so sterling that people are like, oh, of course this is a business I'm going to buy, you know? Yeah. Um, or you have multiple buyers that, you know, are competing to buy your business. Yeah. I think, so more of a story, plan people, you'll need planning. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, it actually goes back to adventure travel and the, the, the success of, of any good trip, 90% of it is, is proper preparation and planning. Yeah. <laughs> And and being able to flex, um, flex when things come up, you know. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, there's you know I dovetail a lot of my travel background in, but it's very applicable when it comes to you know working with businesses. I think it is. I think it's a great like parallel to exactly what you do. You know that adventure and travel and, and yeah. guiding, because um, that's what like you said you're doing. It's an adventure through a business, and you're guiding them through this travel. <laughs> So there's not always a path or a map to look at sometimes. Well, actually, I have clients that are taking a vacation to Maui or the Hawaiian Islands. What can you tell them? What are your tips? And I'm like, well, so I give them tips on that. So that's a that's more of an unwritten thing. But, you know, they're working with me directly. Yeah. I can't help it. Oh, that's well. a nice benefit, though, to be <laughs> to work with you. Yeah. Um, so you have so much, I mean, Financial challenges as a business owner, as a business owner in general, in business planning, um, that can go on forever. We can have like a million topics about it. 
Um, but what is something that you would like to leave our listeners with and our community with that's important to you? We practice the art of bookkeeping. And once again, another acronym, A-R-T. A is accuracy. So A is accuracy. R is responsive communication, which by the way, I don't care if it's a lawyer or a banker, window cleaner, if they're not responsive, that probably gets under people's skin more than anything else. And then T of the, of the art of uh, bookkeeping is timely financials. Are they going to get it done when they said they're going to get it done? Um, and I, I've given that information out, I said to business owners is use that because that's a pretty good gauge on how you can, are you getting the services you need from any vendor you're working with? And heck, I use it personally too. I said, hey, you got to be you know, truthful with what you're doing. You, you got to be responsive to me and you better, you know, deliver on time because guess what? That's what I'm going to do. And, and probably it's my former background from central Montana. The, I say, I'm as reliable as the sun coming up in the east. So it's it's going to happen. So that's what we bring to it. And, you know, as a business owner, you know, you're out there doing that. You have that value set. You're reliable. You get the job done. You know, you want to be working with people. Nice. Do you have a website? And you do a lot of your business virtually, but do you have a website or yes, yeah, it's just startabusinessgroup.com, and uh, you know, local number here. Um, you can get us by via email. You actually even can go to our website and request the call because you know people are busy out there. You can say, "Hey, Dean, give us a call at 8 a.m. on a Wednesday," and uh, but we're you know, we're very responsive and. We know you're just as, you know, as busy as anybody, and we're just here to support because, uh, and I do challenge anybody who's listening, if you know a business that their number one priority is bookkeeping, I would love to talk to them. <laughs> and do what you love to do in the business and what you're good at. Anything you're not good at and you don't love to be, get someone else who is good at that and who does geek out about that kind of stuff. If you do that, it's going to reduce your stress, you know, by tenfold. And talking about succession planning is you as a business owner, you are the life, life force of your business. And if you're worn down because, oh, I got to work on marketing or whatever it might be, you're not doing anybody any favor. You're not doing your team a favor. So do what you would love to do. Do what you're great at. Anything else that you that doesn't fall under that, have someone else help you it's, it's well worth it um, to get some expertise in those areas. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Love that and 100% agree. Well, we appreciate having you on the show today, Dean. And we will link to any resources mentioned as well as um, his contact info, probably his website link so that way you can go there and contact him. If you want to learn more about his AIM uh, with bookkeeping fraud or his art of bookkeeping, I thought those were great acronyms. <laughs> so, yeah, so contact Dean Bart of Business for that. Again, we also appreciate our listeners, and we want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, Ryan Stabness from Exit Realty, Helena. And then remember, mornings are a mindset. Thank you.